We're your hosts, Emily Kosofsky and Emily Oliveira, and you're listening to Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome. This is a conversation between a therapist and a hairdresser about being human. Press record and begin your session. <laughs> All right, we started. Here we go. We hit the button and we can officially commence. We're going to make Emily um, shut the record button again this time. You couldn't do it last time. It made me giggle. <laughs> it made me anxious. <laughs> Physiologically anxious reaction. Made my palms sweat a little. <sighs> All right, let's see. Here we are. Soul we shine. Are soul shine. The act of being peeping awesome. <laughs> In case there are children listening. Just in case, although we do warn our listeners that do things are going to get explicit. Oh, is that like on our website or something? It's on uh, next to our episodes. There's a little E. Is there? Music. Oh, for sure. Oh, I have check a out. I have. <laughs> like 21 plus over here. <laughs> um, do we have an intention? Well, I didn't tell you. But I came up with one. Oh, perfect. Good, good, good. And you can see what you think. All right. Because we want to set an intention for the things that we talk about to give us a little direction and something for you to reflect on during our half hour conversation. Yes. And everything in between. All right. Hit me. Is to help people believe that they can increase their happiness. Oh, I like that. Okay. All right. Because you can. You can. Well, I guess you also should define what makes you happy. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. I mean, it's not that simple. It's a bit layered. It is. Um, but yeah. So if you haven't guessed already, happiness-ish is the topic, but we are calling it the pursuit of bullshit. Yes. Because, well, I guess it's self-explanatory. <laughs> Emily and I feel that the pursuit of happiness in and of itself sets us up for disappointment. Oh, disappointment. Yeah, it's true. Because I feel like, I don't and know. If, thus, it's bullshit. I guess if you never really thought about what is happiness or what makes you happy or not even happy, what brings you joy or what fills your cup, then it's like, what are you out looking for? I just Quick like a fixes? quick side note. What? About something that made me feel so good recently. Yeah, let's talk about it. You said what brings me joy. And since we're talking about happiness, um, a client recently said to me that I'm like Marie Kondo for her brain. <gasps> yeah, that's so cool. I almost cried happy tears. Did you? Oh, I like that. It's true though. Some people just need a little fucking someone to come in and be like, listen, you don't like this shirt. Get rid of it. You don't <laughs> like this thought. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Sometimes we just need someone else to give, give us permission. permission. Yeah. So I wanted to introduce you to somebody. All right. And their, here? their research. Um, no, I do wish that we had the clout and resources to have her here, <laughs> but I'll just do my best right, to review. Um, so we are talking about Sonia Limbersky. Sonia Liambersky. Liambersky. What a she name. is working out of University of California, uh, Riverdale, and she is just cool shit, I think, when it comes to research. How did you find her? 
So I actually was introduced to her several years ago. I took actually a course. Oh, I was like in person? Um, no, this is a virtual. Oh. Bob, Bob again. <laughs> again. She's not here. I've never met her, sadly. Okay. Um, I will let you know if that changes. Cool. Uh, I took a course uh, that was free on like edX or something mm-hmm. about uh, on ha- the science of happiness. And she was in it. And I just was really struck by her approach and her findings. Um, and so... One of the things she came up with is this uh, pie chart for happiness. She's been, by the way, looking into this for like over 20 years. So she knows her stuff. We can trust her. Has she always just studied happiness? Yeah. She's looked at, you know, what is it? What's, what are the differences between people who report themselves as generally happier than, you know, people who report themselves as less happy? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it truly a, a meaningful thing to aspire to? Or is it just like... Eh, you know, people who are unhappy do just as well health wise. And I wonder if when you said that I had this like quick little thought of, I wonder if people do have this happiness inside of them, but almost feel guilty saying, Oh, I'm happy. Like during all this pandemic, everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, like, I honestly feel guilty being like, Oh, I don't know. I'm happy. I had a good year. Like I'm blessed that like, I didn't have crazy shit happen to me, but I'm like, you almost feel kind of guilty being happy because you're like, oh, well, well they're not that happy. So I don't want to. Like, loves company. Kind of. <laughs> Even if it's only for a little while, you're like, well, I'll just pretend I'm not happy while I'm here. But anyway, let's go back well, to Well, I mean, I'm, I am in a way not surprised to hear that you are, you, you would consider yourself happy mm-hmm. because I think you have the ability that um, one of her studies or I should say, many of her studies together um, found, right? It's just that people who are happier are able to construe their daily situations and life events um, in a way that reinforces their sense of happiness. Hmm. Mindset. Hmm. You know, we can intuit this, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. How do you perceive things? How do you interpret them? What do they mean to you? And if you don't like the way you perceive them, you could change your perspective. What? Mm, I know, right? How? Why? I'm scared. Oh, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm being cold. Anyway, let's talk about how Sonia finds how other people are happy. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, she just wants to know about... (laughs) (laughs) You're You're just blankly staring at me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. All right, go ahead. Who is she? Who is this Sonia? Um, well, one of the fun, I thought that you would get really excited about this. All right. <laughs> Emily's just the biggest yawn of her life. It's, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm exhausted. It is the slump time for, for energy, for sure. She did a study on, on doing kindness for others. Oh, yes. And Ooh. it was over the course of a semester and the control groups were either doing nothing at all or they were doing something nice for themselves. Mm-hmm. And at the, by the end of the semester, what they found was that those, the, the group of people who were in the group that were doing kindness for others, altruistic acts, ended up. Uh, having changes in their immune cell gene expression associated with disease resistance. Fucking science. Science is fucking crazy. Damn. Isn't that such a fun fact? That's awesome. 
that like it literally changes the chemical makeup of your fucking physical body. That our bodies are so insightful to know Nuts. that being connected in a loving way to another human being ought to be reinforced by giving us disease resistance. That's so crazy. Well, they don't fucking tell you too. like, we're all connected. I'm not going to go down this spiritual fucking guru bullshit path, but it's like, we're all connected. Oh, I want to. No, oh, I oh, could. Oh, I could. I could tell but you I a won't. lot about energy right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's like, we really are all fucking connected. So when your being does something good for another being and their fucking energy vibration goes up, that fucking energy field goes out into the world. It connects to yours. And yeah, your fucking cells vibrate different. Your cells don't vibrate on a fucking disease level. They're not shutting down. Good They're vibes, not being man. poisoned. Vibes are fucking yes. real. Yes. And Sonia proves it. Vibes are fucking right. real. There's that small, cool example. And just at large, I mean, just the research shows that individual happiness does have a positive impact, of course, on our families, mm -hmm. but on society at large. I mean, it there's really just does. this beautiful, like you say, rippling out effect. Mm -hmm. I like to, uh, for the easier way to digest it, I tell people all the time, I go, you got to lead by example. You got to lead by example. I go, you know, you want your family to act different. You want people to feel different. You want the energy in your house to be different. I go, you need to step up and you need to be different because when you start doing it and you lead by example and you change your vibration, that vibration bounces off the walls. It bounces off everyone and it gets absorbed into their energies and their body. Mm -hmm. So by leading by fucking example, by leading by, yeah, yes. that was, I was going to say that backwards. We're with you. It's like, it's fucking real. Mm -hmm. So like you change your mindset, Stop you change your about energy. It and just do it differently. <laughs> yeah. And like do it differently and mm -hmm. watch, mm -hmm. watch. Everything's going to change, including the fucking cells of your being. <gasps> like you're so going to feel better. You know, when like people are happy and you're like, you're glowing today. Fucking science. Or yeah. they're like, you look tired. Uh, <gasps> are you, you okay? Don't you hate? I, <laughs> I never, Let's ever, ever agree. say that. Stop Why saying don't that? we all stop saying yeah. it? I mean, nobody feels good about that. No. Oh, you look tired. But oh, cool. Just a little PSA on the side. Oh, is it because I'm getting older? Like, <laughs> I'm not tired. I just, that's what my eyes this look like now. This is my face now. Yeah, my right eye sags a little. Yeah, it's life. Whatever. Yeah, you look tired. Yeah, we, <laughs> you look unhappy. But yes, you're glowing with <laughs> happiness. It but, shows. But it's true. It when you're really in a good mood, you can walk in a room and not say anything. And someone's like, damn, you're in a good mood today. You can see it. You can see it in your fucking physical body. So that's dope. Whoever this son, does she have TED Talks? Uh, yes. All right. Yes. You're going to send me some. I will. I will. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So just um, ba, 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 the pie chart I was going to bring up. Ooh, I like this. This is kind of like her earlier. <laughs> I like <laughs> pie and pie charts, actually. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. So mm, pie for everybody. <laughs> 2.14. Um, what was the, so it's 50, our baseline level of happiness. Oh God. Is, is <laughs> what's our baseline? Hit me with it. It's 50% genes. Okay. 10% circumstances. And 40% comes from what we do, the choices we make. How we can, you know, how we work to. That's so interesting because yeah. I would think people's perception of that is different. 
What was the 10%? Your life circumstances. Because I would think people would think 75% is your circumstances. 10% is your genes and the rest is how you deal with it. Right, right. Interesting. This makes more sense. Mm -hmm. But people have a different perception of that. Which parallels nicely with the research, which is not hers. I don't know whose it is, but good job, guys. Um, (laughs) On baseline returning to baseline happiness after a very positive event, like winning the lottery or a very negative event, like losing somebody you love. Um, And they found that the average person takes about 90 days to come back to baseline. Interesting. Either after either type of triggering event to positive or negative. 90 days. Yeah. You know, ish point being we have a baseline. Um, and something like the lottery is not going to just make us happy. It's so interesting, like baseline, because it's like, I'm thinking, all right, this is our baseline of happiness. When does this become our baseline? Mm. Because it's like, you have a baby at home. Is he like, okay, you know, I'm just going to get back to my baseline. That was really fun, guys. I had a really fun time singing those songs, but I'm going to get back to my baseline. Because it's like, when does your baseline change? When you're three years old, when you're two years old, your baseline is probably like, oh my God, everything's awesome. When does that change? Life just chips away at it and it gets lower. It really does. Lower. It really um, fucking does. Something to ponder. You know, when did I your, guess this when is, did this your baseline is on change? Adults. Yeah, yeah. That's for another, um, how do we get, what did I, I read on Instagram recently? Um, my my favorite childhood memory is having energy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking true. I know, I know. Actually, you know what? That's a fucking lie. I feel like I have tons of energy. Good. I have my energy since I started Noom, since I started eating less emotionally. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I have more energy since I've smoked less weed and oh, ate, ate less crap. That'll do it too. Yeah. Food fucks with your energy, huh? <sighs> we should have a whole conversation about yeah. fucking potato chips. Mm. I love you, potato chips. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you so much, Cape Cod. I thought you were chips. good to me, but you weren't. <laughs> but my pants fit better. I'll get back to you. I'll call you later. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. What else we got? What else um, we got? Pie. Yeah. So, so what to do? What to do with this? This forty percent we have control over. Wow, that's Happiness. so interesting. Yeah. The thought Jeez. of we only have forty percent control. Yep. It's like inspiring and validating all at the same time, I think. But I'm going to circle back and now I'm going to say, you said that she said you do acts of kindness for other people, your genes, um, your, your cells, your inner being changes. So if we're saying 50% is genes, I think that you can literally change your genes Yes, there's always going to be underlying whatever in your fucking DNA, but it's crazy that they're saying 50% is based on genes because if you take that test group and half of you are doing kind for others and your insides are changing, if you spend a lifetime of kindness, I don't think those genes are necessarily going to be activated inside of your body. Right. I think you're bringing, I'm reading this crazy book, right? It's like um, Hidden Valley Road inside an American family or something. Oprah's book club. Oprah, oh, love you. Oh, like Hidden Valley Ranch. Um, that salad dressing. <laughs> clearly hungry right yeah, now. This is a family that had 12, um, yeah, 12 kids, six <laughs> of whom end up uh, schizophrenic. 
Interesting. I know. Is it like a story? It's a true, it's a true story. And I forgot why I brought it up. What were you just saying? Jeans. Talking about jeans? Yeah. Chemical mm. makeup of your body? Too bad we can't hit rewind and re-listen to ourselves. I know. Anyway, let's keep going. It's okay. I'll come back to it. Um, Next episode. <laughs> but yeah, the... I oh, So the, oh, the nature versus... Okay, that's... I found it. Nature versus nurture. Nature versus nurture debate, which was just a wildly... Um, drawn out thing in psychiatry, psychology. So annoying to reflect on, but that's a different episode too. Um, but yeah, of course it's the interplay between the two. So we do have these genes that are in some ways set, but now we know so much more about gene expression mm-hmm. and how the, uh, the interplay between um, our, our DNA and the environment can persuade uh, DNA gene expression. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I agree with you that over time, hell yeah, we can like change can slowly. Those you know, or can can a person who's um, typically mm, you know more melancholy can they all of a sudden become like the most chipper person on the planet? Probably not. But can we move the can we move the baseline? Can we become happier? Wonder, hell yeah! I wonder if there's like long term studies on like depression. So depression, you know, runs in families. Usually it's part of your genes and stuff like that. I feel like anxiety, depression, stuff like that. So it's like, okay, we have four or five generations of people. There's a shitload of studies on that. Yeah. And so, yes, it is. So they say, you know, hereditary. I mean, I, I think that now there's, for so many things, there have been a lot of genes so strongly associated with certain things like um, schizophrenia or depression, whatever. Um, um, but... To say it's, um, it doesn't get necessarily, we don't, we don't, I don't think there's enough necessarily to like test mm. for something like that, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you can just do a blood test and find out if your kid's going to be depressed, right? That'd be interesting. Um, but more, more and more is, is being discovered that's really exciting, Yeah, that's cool. I think. That's really cool. Um, but you brought up a, a really long study. So I did want to tell you about the longest study in the we world, know in the world, um, done on happiness. It was, it's done, um, it started in 1938. Damn. Is this person still alive? Um, still studying happiness. So now, um, there are about 60 or so men in their 90s, started out with 724. Um, I think if, you know, the study, uh, started more recently. Hopefully it wouldn't be as sexist and have both genders or all genders included. Um, but it's all about men in mm-hmm. the study. It's 1938. Yeah, yeah. Context. Uh, Harvard Study of Adult <laughs> Development. This is where it was done. So they, over time, just gathered an insane amount of information on all of these people's health. They just um, would fill out shit little questionnaires, find out everything about them, interview their family, everything you can find out. Mm -hmm. And what they discovered, (laughs) the two key key things that they discovered, stay connected. We're social beings. Mm -hmm. When we're meaningfully connected to others, that improves, boosts, contributes to our happiness. Interesting. And know when to let go. Oh, I'm teeing you up, baby. Oh, letting go. <laughs> Don't sweat the small stuff. Letting go. Don't sweat the small stuff. And, yep. And don't. 
And you had some really great thoughts on letting go. Letting go. Well, when I started looking in the pursuit of bullshit, I was like, all right, pursuit of bullshit. Everything that came up on the internet, the advice was just let go. Just let it go. Oh, let go of the bullshit. Let go of the bullshit. And in my thought, I'm like, all right, you got this cup full of bullshit. All right. You dumped it on the floor. Now you get a fucking empty cup. Now you're like, fuck, I got nothing in my cup. I almost rather have the bullshit in my cup than have nothing in my cup. So what do you suggest instead? To um, fill your cup with a whole lot of stuff. So when you dump it out, you'll have to dump out like half of it. <laughs> you still have some stuff in your cup. Um, my thought process was when people tell you, oh, just let go. It's so bullshit. Just let go of it. When you're getting ready to let go of bullshit, you should start to hold on. You should start to build your foundation. You should start to, okay, I'm going to let go of this bullshit relationship because it doesn't serve me. As soon as you let go of that, you're now sitting in the unknown. You're now just like, well, now what? Now I don't even have that. So as you're getting ready to let go of bullshit, Start creating what's going to bring you a little more life. I don't want to say happiness because I feel like happiness is so different for people. But it's like, what's going to bring you more life? I don't want these people that act this way in my life. I need people that, you know, are strong and determined and care and whatever other fucking great adjectives you want to use. So it's like everything keeps saying, just let go. And I'm like, no, hold on. Like build that other thing you want before you or while you're letting go. Because honestly, like, oh, don't you just forget about it? You're like, how am I going to forget about it? It's the only fucking thing that's it's in my realistic. head. Yeah, like that's all I think about all fucking day. So as soon as you tell me to let go, what the you're fuck like, am I supposed to think about How do I now? do that? Yeah. Like what, what are those thoughts? What are those things that are going to bring me life? What are the things that are going to bring me joy? And you know what? You might not know. So then now you're going to consume your thoughts with, Hey, what is happiness? What does serve me? What does make me happy? What does recharge my cells? And before so you know it, you're not mm -hmm. thinking about the bullshit anymore. And then once you're like, Oh my God, like I love creating. I love spending time with my kid. Uh, you know, I love going for walks. I love cooking. You're making more room in your brain. Yeah. You're saying, you could, yes, it would, that would be great if you could just let go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you could just let go completely, but then you just have a fucking so empty cup. Yeah. So like stop and ask yourself those questions. Yeah. And you'll be surprised at how your thoughts are changing because mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I love spending time with my kid. I love cooking dinner and I love going for a walk after. Which is really mindfulness. You're taught, you're suggesting to pay attention. Yeah. And as you're thinking about those things in that other bullshit thought pops in your head about, you know, that shitty friend, you're not going to be like, okay, well, let me stop thinking about, you know, Jesse and what we're going to have for dinner because now I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to like dwell on that. Like you're going to be like, oh no, no. I was thinking about like chicken palm like that. <laughs> that was tickling my fancy. So it's like when you start to change your thoughts and change your perspective and think and be mindful about what is filling your cup, that other stuff, it lets go itself. So it's like telling someone, and I think that's so insensitive. 
like, hey, I'm having this like really shitty thing at work and I have this coworker and like I can't stop thinking about it. And then like the motherfucker sitting across from you was like, just let go of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, cool, I'm never going to talk to you about this again. Mm-hmm. And now all I'm going to think about is the bullshit that you just told me on top of the bullshit. And then blah, 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 mm-hmm. and all so- of a sudden your fucking hair starts falling out and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And you're like, no, it's cool. Just it took a turn. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. But it's so though. invalidating. It's so unvalidating. And we, if we're going to make more space for happiness, maybe we ought to think about making more space for things not being okay too. I like to question people when they say something, you know, that's kind of the bullshit or, you know, uh, I don't even can't think of examples. Um, like, okay, this relationship, you know, this friend does this, this and this, and they want to stop going on. It's not rambling about the bullshit. I cut them off and I go, tell me what, what does a good friend look like? Like I cut them off. I'm like, I'm going to stop your thought process and I'm going to make you think about something different. I'm not saying you have a friend that acts this way. What do you want a friend to do? And they're like, oh, um, you know, I, I just wish like I had a friend that wouldn't check in on me or, or just listen or, you know, like just hang out and not ask questions. And it's like, it makes their brain stop thinking. So I'm like, instead of mm-hmm. keep pursuing the bullshit, Think about pursuing the things that bring you life. And it usually trips people up because they're all ready to fucking Stop vent. pursuing the bullshit and start pursuing the things that give you life. Yes. I love that. Because it's like, and again, like, yeah, we all want to vent. We all need that space to do it. But as soon as someone cuts you off and doesn't say just let go of it or doesn't, you know, not validate your feeling, like they just cut you off. It's like, no, I want to work with you. All right, cool. You don't like those things. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. things suck. So like, tell me what doesn't suck. Tell me what doesn't right. suck. And just like creating movement, creating, creating alternatives. Movement. Didn't I have something about creating movement? Probably. Write a new story, create a new character, like write a new story for yourself. Stop pursuing the bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the bullshit, then don't pursue it. Pursue the other path that's going to bring you joy and your joy is going to change. Happiness is going to change. That's why I'm a little weird about the word happiness. What brings Mm -hmm. you happiness? The things that bring you happiness when you're four are going to be different from 14, different than 24 and different from 34. Right. Which again, it kind of points to that idea of just having to pay attention. We we don't get to just let it slide Mm -hmm. and have happiness show up in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think some people go back to the things that made them happy before, Hmm. you know, you're 22, you, you're happy hanging out with your friends and going to the bars and doing that. Cool. Yeah. You're totally happy. Now you're 42 and you're still chasing what made you happy 20 years ago. And the same formula doesn't work now. It doesn't work anymore. But I just, I really like your idea of the, before you let go, grab on. Yeah. So you have to create something mm-hmm. mindfully, intentionally to grab onto before you can let go. Yeah, because you let go and now you're floating in the unknown. And the unknown is terrifying for people, which we'll talk about. The next like what episode. I said to you about the in substance abuse therapy. Oh, yeah. You I like wouldn't that. say just stop drinking alcohol. Yeah. You go through the process of developing something else to grab onto when yeah. a person wants alcohol. It's like, OK, yeah. Now, all right, well, let's make new habits. You usually wake up and you like to have a drink. What do you like for breakfast? I like pancakes. You know what? Every day 
of the week, you're going to make a different pancake. I'm going to give you a chore. Monday's blueberries. Stra- <laughs> Tuesday's strawberries. Wednesday's chocolate chip. Because we need maybe the habit. Maybe we're hungry this episode. What'd you say? I said I, maybe I we're hungry know. this episode. I, I guess we always are. I'm always hungry. Record. I got yogurt in there. I'm going to eat that after this episode. Yogurt. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, it's kind of replacing that habit. Because mm. honestly, a lot of bullshit in our life is habit. It's habit. You go oh, to work, yes. you talk to the same mm-hmm. people. It's habit. You know, you go to the same grocery store. Autopilot. You can't hate the people. Autopilot. Yeah, it's autopilot. Mm-hmm. So you got to come off of autopilot. You got to assess your life. Mm-hmm. You got to listen to season one I of know, Soul right. Shine. Basically. Yeah, but it's yeah. true. But it's fucking true. So it's like, you know, your idea of happiness will change. Um, what did we to Oh, the next big thing. That concept. Uh, next so I think thing. a lot of, for, for me, when I think of the pursuit of happiness, I think of a lot of people that I've heard in both my personal and professional life, just be so disappointed that mm-hmm. the graduation, getting married house didn't translate to improving baseline happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's because that stuff doesn't do it. It's funny. I'm totally guilty of that. I'm always ready for the next big thing. Do you expect it to improve your happiness? Oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, I don't know. Like you trust that it will. You know what, though? You're not you're not discontent with the now. I'm not discontent with the now, but I feel almost like personally, I'm never satisfied. And that's almost just as bad as pursuing the bullshit is never being satisfied. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm not satisfied, but I'm like, well, if I can do that, why can't I do this? And I already done that. So cool. That's great. Oh my God, you're on your own business. You must be so proud. I'm like, dude, I got other things to do. That was just a a box to check. Hmm. That's kind of shitty. I need to kind of change about that. that privately <laughs> when the mics are off. I'll okay. schedule an appointment. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that privately. Yes. (laughs) I think, uh, I think we kind of covered it. We covered it. I would, if, if you're open to it, would like to open to everything with a sing along. Well, always we could do that. Um, but I want (laughs) to, we both got that in our head (laughs) (laughs) independently as we were reviewing our notes for this episode, because happiness takes work, 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 work. work. And (laughs) Riri, we miss you. We do. Make an album. No crash. We know you're doing everything and you're amazing. Um, Yeah. So just want to circle back and with Sonia Lambersky and I'll put her website in the show notes because I referenced her so damn much this episode. And send me TED Talks. Uh, And if anyone wants the TED Talks, soulshinepodcast Mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Email us. Goes right to our iPhones. We'll send you the TED Talk. We'll love it. Yes. Five things. You are going to resonate with all of these. Number one, these are the five things that all of her research 20 plus years has shown to improve baseline happiness. Woo, woo, woo. One, regularly, regularly setting aside time for gratitude. Lovely. Fuck yeah, of course. I got my gratitude beads in the car. <laughs> I've been using them often. Today, by the way, total side note, this is totally random. I told my gratitude beads that I'm thankful for Jamie. Joey's old roommate because I'm like I'm so thankful for Jamie because Jamie brought me Joey and I'm thankful for Joey because Joey brought me Emily and I'm thankful for Emily because Emily has brought this space where we're able to do soul shine I'm thankful for soul shine because then we can 
reach other people <gasps> to pursue happiness. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Oh, Thank you, yes. Jamie. Yeah. So that was, sorry, side note, but. So glad you said it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Engaging in self-regulatory and positive thinking about oneself. Mm, tough one. Yeah. It's like not, I'm the best all the time thinking, which I think people are uncomfortable with. They're like, I can't say that to myself. It's like, I'm human. Mm -hmm. I'm worthy. I'm trying. I'm worthy. doing my best. You, I give you, myself permission. Yeah, all of those things. Three, practicing altruism and kindness. You will change your fucking cells. It's so cool. You will. Four, affirming one's most important values. Yes. Need we say more? We we tell you about that every episode. No, we should say more. So sit down and write sit your down fucking and, values. Oh my gosh, please. Right? <gasps> we care about you. We want you to do this. It's so important. Five. Values. Look, look at that at, whole list it's right, right there. there. I love it. Mm. Five. Savoring positive experiences. Ooh. Not just the vacations, which obviously you do that, but savor the little daily thing. Like when someone says, you're like the Marie Kondo from my brain. So good. Yeah. It means so much. It does. So, so eat so, pop poop, go do that. Sonia sounds like a fucking badass. I wonder she's if so she's cool. happy. Does she talk about being happy? Oh my God. Oh, also just want to quickly, um, myth busters for Ooh. you. And everybody's like, um, parents are less happy. So or, I don't know. There's always that thing of like, media presents um, all the research that after you have kids, you're less happy. And that is not true. Why? Sonia says so. I don't know. Why? It if you have kids headlines. and you don't want kids, yeah, you're probably oh, happy. Yeah. But like, I don't know. No, that yeah. seems crazy to me. I know. I know. Well, maybe it's just, but, maybe people sorry. say that because parents get busy and they forget to do those five things. Yes. It's not that they're unhappy. It's top that, five. Top five. Ooh. Do wait, those. Is, is that a Drake song? I don't know. Probably. Top five. I no. mean. Top five. Top five. I, yeah. Is that Drake? I'll probably. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. Pursuit. Okay. A bullshit. Let's let go. Let's grab on. Let's create. Mm. Let's do it all. Let's do it. We can do this. We, we can, can be do this. happier under the definition that we're talking about. Yes. <sighs> you want to try that? Here we go. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soulshine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine. <laughs>